Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mark Bell's Power Project Podcast. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Piedmontese Beef. Dude, okay, Piedmontese is awesome because I've been seeing a lot of people comment lo- of like how I want fat in my steak. I need more fat in my steak. I don't like these lean steaks. <laughs> Those people sound funny. They sound funny, but th- th- that's the thing. When you go on Piedmontese's website and you look at the macros on a lot of their steaks, they have a lot of steaks that are low on fat, right? Which is great that if you're trying to get leaner, if you're trying to cut, you can get these steaks that are amazing. They're tender. Um, and they're low on fat, so you're not intaking hella calories. But then they also have steaks that have a good amount of fat. Nothing insane that's going to just make you fat. Just a good amount of fat. Um, so if you're not dieting, it's easier. Like Andrew, yourself, didn't you You just use lower fat steaks uh, or cuts of steak when you were dieting? Yeah. So like um, instead of like taking something out of my diet, all I did was went from like a ribeye to like a bavette steak. Mm-hmm. So just I have some notes down here just that way I'm not like totally BSing you guys. But like a ribeye has 10 grams of fat and 24 grams of protein per serving. A bavette has four grams of fat versus and uh, 25 grams of protein. Of course, you guys know that I absolutely love the flat iron steak. Sorry, let me change the camera. Do that again. (laughs) You guys know I love the flat iron steaks. That's, to me, like hands down, second to none. Uh, The flavor of it and, of course, the uh, the fat to protein ratio is, I mean, it's just insane because that one is only two grams of fat to 23 grams of protein. I mean, you're not going to find that anywhere else, you know, on any other meat companies. It, it just, I mean, good luck trying, but. And it doesn't but, taste like sand. <laughs> oh, it no. tastes f***ing amazing. <laughs> I can't believe that there's sandy meats oh, out there. Yeah, man. Oh, that's terrible. All right. Don't get those sandy cuts of meat. Head over to Piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com at checkout. Enter promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off your order. Again, check out the, the higher, fat, fatter cuts of beef. Check out the leaner cuts, or you can do what we do, which is get the Power Project Deluxe Bundle. Again, that's Piedmontese.com. P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com at checkout. Enter promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off your order. And if your order is $99 or more, you get free two-day shipping. Like it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Jack some of this. Time to go for that mind bullet. Mind bullet. Oh, he just took like eight of them, bro. No, just three. 18. Right to the dome. I had 18 of them, man. Dude, you got a, a Starbucks coffee in your hands. Uh, what happened this morning? You wake up early or something? What's going on? <laughs> Turn over a new leaf because it's it's 8 a.m. I mean, this, mean, this means, uh, I mean, this is my projections are correct. It means you woke up at like 6. <laughs> y'all, be, y'all be really acting like I wake up at like 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. It's usually like 8 if we don't have a podcast. 8 or 7.30. But yeah, no. Uh, dog's been having me have to get up at 6 because, uh, you know, got to feed him, got to let him out. <laughs> Do all that before I get here. Sounds so. like the dog's running the house already. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, but he's a he's a joy. He's a joy yo yo. What's he do sure. that's fun or funny? Like, What's he do that's fun is or funny? Is the dog doing some like funny shit where you're just playing with him and it's kind of cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's super nippy. So like he he gets too excited right now. Like too excited. So when he starts getting really really excited, he'll start to like chomp so i had to like have something in hand so i just put it in his mouth like bite that not me right (laughs) Right. he's never like uh you know he's never broken skin or anything and he's he's good but uh yeah he's a wild one when you get home does a dog act like it's first time it's ever seen you (laughs) every single time yeah he he, he's fucking runs like my my dog well it's tiny but it will like jump on the couch and like run around circles then jump Uh on the couch again then run around circles and you're like what is this ritual that you have every time you see me i don't understand what's going on yeah no one else is this excited to see me 
me? Yeah, since I'm only gone for a few hours, like I ha- I, I put him in a crate. I'm trying to crate train him right mm-hmm. now, so it's pretty big and he feels pretty comfortable. But yeah, when I get in, he's like, he starts going in a circle in his crate and then I let him out and he starts just jumping. I let him outside. But I found out something pretty cool. I, uh, I was looking up some videos and someone was like, you need to get a laser pointer. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was only something that worked with cats, Mm-mm. but it works with dogs mm-hmm. too. So I was just like having him like just, he just chases that thing. Once he sees, he's just like, huh, huh, huh. Mm-hmm. he just fucking zips around <laughs> chasing a laser point around. And I can just finally just like chill a little bit as I'm making. He thinks like laser. one day I'm going to catch that. Shit. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> he really does. It's, it's, it's ha- awesome to see. Has he gotten like overly excited to where he like starts peeing everywhere? That hasn't happened. That's good. No, that hasn't happened. But he has peed um, on like in the house twice yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think pee so. is worse, you know. Because, oh, it smells so bad. I mean, like if they have like a diarrhea, shit, that's a, a mess. Bad. Yeah, that's a nightmare. But like, <clears throat> it's just so obvious they took a shit there. Mm-hmm. Pee like that, you know. You might have been taking a shit yourself, and they might have peed somewhere. <laughs> and then, and then, like, you know, you have somebody over the house, and like your house stinks. Or something, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh man, or you could. You leave the room for a while and you come back yeah. and you're like, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. That actually is the worst because it's like, dude, dude, my house is clean, but, you know, dog pissed and like we, we missed it. Now it's like under, the, you know, the rug and it's like we're going to do floors. But yeah, just, we just have to deal with it for right now. And then if but if you're in it for a while, you know, your nose doesn't cap like it doesn't recognize it anymore. Mm-hmm. So like when we would go on trips somewhere, you know, back when we were able to do that sort of thing. When I'd come home and be like, damn, babe, like we got to do something. Like, so we'd get like a shampoo or something and try to fix it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's in Seamus Farts when we're podcasting. <laughs> like, I'm so used to it at this point. I don't even really notice much change <laughs> in cabin pressure. Yeah. I really be blasting back here. And you, I just look at you sometimes like, he doesn't know. This cabin is great. Pressure. Oh, my God. <laughs> you like, don't Mark, realize Mark it. Mark practicing his stoicism. <laughs> <laughs> the shit I, yeah, no, I really be farting so much back here. It's I great. really hold it in when I, I try to hold it in when we have guests, but. The new podcast, we have a filter. We do? We have a filter system. It's going to blow right over to our tantrum. We should have like holes in the seats so that if a fart just goes through something and just goes right out the room. And amplifies the sound. (laughs) So everybody knows what's going on. That would be awesome. Oh, God. That'd be great. What do we got for today? We're going to be talking about some secrets. (laughs) Some little stuff that we uh, don't really tell people You guys got secrets? Oh, lots. Dark secrets. Lots of skeletons in this closet. (laughs) <laughs> but those aren't the type of secrets we're going to talk about today. Oh, just little tricks. Yeah. Tricks of the trade. Yeah. I'd say things that like uh, are so habitual mm-hmm. that we don't even think about them anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and we do talk about this things. one a lot, but we, you know, just adding salt to your food, you know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a, like a secret weapon of ours, but we've talked about it a lot. Stan Efforting brought it to the forefront um with a lot of great information and we're sponsored by element so we always plug those guys and they got great products and sitting on the desk right now we have a an unflavored one we have i think uh like a lime one a chocolate one a pink lemonade one mm-hmm. raspberry raspberry they're all really really good so oh, the raspberry flavor hits different now that we know where oh, yeah. raspberry flavor might come yeah. from oh yeah <laughs> think about that ass every single time i drink it <laughs> We need context, Mark. Can you just remind the people why oh, yeah. I just said what the, I said? Uh, beaver's asshole. There we go. That, that's why I said that, guys. Yeah. So, Mark, oh, they have orange too. I forgot. That's my favorite one. That's yeah. yeah. I, I I was on the um, what's the uh, the green one? Citrus. Citrus. Mm. And now I, I'm over to the 
orange salt. That one tastes so good. I'm so it's so flavorful. Oh, so but orange is, orange is amazing. Yeah, and there's a super easy way for you guys to try them out right now for free. Uh, just go to drinklmnt.com slash powerproject and claim your free Element Recharge Pack. Uh, that's They're going to give you eight samples. I'm pretty sure that's like all their flavors. And um, yeah, you get them absolutely free. You just got to pay for the $5 shipping. Um, even if you are, are already a fan of Element, maybe this is a, a way to try out a different flavor that you might not have ventured out to uh, you know to do so again drink lmnt.com slash power project and it is world carnivore month so whenever you're doing a low carb diet you know you need those electrolytes you need that salt to get in there other things that we do that we don't really talk about a ton but we have mentioned on the show before especially the mouth tape taping your mouth shut when you're sleeping um you know by most accounts that we've heard and you know uh things that we've experienced ourselves it can help improve your sleep. You know, we're supposed to be nasal breathing when we're sleeping. It's uh, going to help with uh, some efficiency. If you feel like you have stuffed up nasal passages, there's a lot of techniques you can use to uh, try to alleviate that. But you can also use like a breathe right strip to help mm-hmm. open up those nasal passages a little bit more if you feel like your nose is too small to do something like that. But just give it a try. We know how wacky it sounds. It yeah. sounded crazy to us. Um, but all three of us commit to it. All three of us do it. I don't do it every single night. There's some nights where I just don't feel like doing it and I just don't do it, but mm-hmm. I do it almost every single night and I have been for a while. That's, that's how I know that something is, uh, has some good, uh, like legs to it. Cause then I like, why, otherwise, why would I do it? You know, and, it's not, wasn't not, if it's not working, why would I do it? And for you, let me ask you this, uh, over time of you using the mouth tape and then sleeping without it, usually when I sleep without it, it's cause, cause I forget. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up in the morning, I'm like, mm, that sucks. But have, have you gotten better at breathing through your nose without mouth tape on because of all the mouth tape you've been using? Yeah, I believe so. I, I think that uh, while I'm sleeping, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, noticing that I'm not waking up with like drool and stuff like that. And I, I don't think I snore, but I'm, I don't know. My wife's never complained about it. So, um, well, she used to complain about it when I was fatter, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was snoring then, but yeah, I, I don't think I snore anymore. So, yeah. And I did use the snore a bit too, but after I started using mouth tape, um, I did notice the difference. And usually when I don't use it, it's because like, maybe I'm too tired. I just fall into bed or I forget about it. Um, the next morning I'm not waking up with as much of a dry mouth, but I am noticing that I feel much better in the morning when I do use my mouth tape. Like I, I did get better quality sleep because my mouth was absolutely shut throughout the whole night. Yeah. Stephanie will actually like wake me up if I fall asleep without mouth tape because mm. it just leads to snoring instantly. And then she like nudge me like, put your mouth tape on. I'm like, oh, sorry. Okay. And then because I use like a, a you know, like the, the micro pore tape, yeah. like I'm sitting there for like five minutes trying to find the find edge. It. I'm like, oh, come on. It's got to be here somewhere. I'm like, ah. I'll send you a, a video, Andrew. Um, I saw Dr. Rand did a, a, hmm. a, a, a doctor down in Los Angeles who does some uh, TRT type stuff. Talked about um, the combination of like using some TRT and using like an anti-estrogen mm-hmm. to potentially help with sleep apnea or snoring but i don't i i i didn't actually watch the video i just saw it the other day and i was like i was like i want to check that out and see what that's about because i've I've never really heard that before i've actually Mm -hmm. heard quite the opposite i've heard that like testosterone can kind of almost make it worse just because it's making you it's helping you become bigger Mm -hmm. you know i think that that's usually the main problem is you have obstructed breathing i think that's what sleep apnea is i'm not even really sure but Anyway, um, that might be something that might be uh, might be helpful. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I got to ask Stephanie if I was snoring any less when I was on TRT because mm-hmm. yeah. 
I would I mean everything everything was awesome back then. So I'd have to hit her up and ask her because it would make a lot of sense, dude. You know, we we just had James Nestor on the podcast. So if you guys, since we're talking about this right now, I have to plug that episode because if you guys haven't listened to that yet, oh my goodness, it's so good. good. That episode is so solid on all the things we're talking about as far as breathing. The episode we did with Patch McEwen last year Mm. is another gold episode. Mm -hmm. Phil DeRue talks a lot about it, but um, I just purchased the Inspiratory Muscle Trainer. Mm. Um, It's called the Breather Fit. There's the Breather. And then there's the breather fit. It's a little bit more expensive. It's black. You blow into it. <laughs> and uh, that's all <laughs> well, the time no. we have for today. <laughs> I wasn't uh, even trying. Guys. I wasn't even trying. They're just different colors. We're there's a white to, one that's the lower. The podcast is going to go through some changes really soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> that wasn't funny. even why trying. The, why no. does it got to be black? <laughs> Actually, you know, you wonder. Up here? <laughs> no, but like it, it, it is kind of interesting. It's like the the the. No. It could have been any other color too, right? I mean, it really could have been any other <laughs> yeah, color, but right. they chose to make the thicker black, the the the, the, the bigger the thicker one? one, the bigger one, the black one. I don't know why the, the they did that. One. The extreme. Like <laughs> my my wife has this thing that like you like rub your shoulder with, and it's like bright pink. And I'm like, why mm. the fuck is it bright pink like that? I mean, it just looks like a sex tool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what like, is well, it? It's it's literally like a Kelly Starrett type of thing, like a oh, like okay. a little a little thing with a little knob on it, where it's like mm-hmm. pretty obvious that you use it to like you know for your shoulder <laughs> mm-hmm. and stuff. Not a vibrator or anything like that, but it looks it's, like it could be one. It's like hot pink. It's like <laughs> who, who the fuck decided to make it that color? I don't remember who got it for <sighs> Christmas, but it's like one of those uh, ones that like they, it's like a big hook. It's supposed to like be able to like, oh, get yeah. into your traps. Yeah, those things it, are great. It, it does. Work really well. Theracane. Theracane. Oh, okay. That's what it's called. Yeah. So whatever this one that was called, awesome. the 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 box had a chick and she was just like feeling everything. And it's just like, what uh, is this? And then exactly, she's like, looks like she's in the middle of a solid moan. And it's like vibration and like five whoa, speeds. And of whoa. course, the color is, you know, like it has like a pink tip on it. And it's just like Okay, what what is this? Of great course, marketing. That's what it is. They're like, wow, hey. my neck feels great. <laughs> yeah. So I think they're like, hey, this is supposed to be for your shoulder, but just a heads up, that hook can get other places too. Hey, if you have an orgasm, your shoulder's going to feel great. <laughs> Most likely, yes. Yes. Nobody like, wow. can argue with that. Right? Holy shit. I mean, that's some science right there. But <laughs> the Inspiratory Muscle Trainer was really dope. It, it's it's really you dope. already it, got it. Yeah, I already got it. Damn. It came in the mail like in Amazon a day. Amazon Prime. Yeah, it came in the mail in a day. Um, and okay, no jokes here. But there are different settings. Mm-hmm. You blow into it as hard as you can. Uh, inhale or exhale into it as hard as you can, and then you inhale as hard as you can through your mouth. Um, and diff- depending on the settings, you can actually f- like not like you can feel your lungs expand, but you can feel the difficulty. And you're supposed to do it like for 10 breaths and you can like afterwards you feel fatigued, like mm. your breathing mm. feels fatigued. So you're supposed to do it at morning and night. And I've Is this something it. they have in like medical? Like do they have it like in hospitals? Is it a thing that you blow into and you can kind of there's like, a thing you're getting yeah. like feedback from it, right? But this isn't one where you can see the feedback like okay. those ones. This is just like it's literally a device like this and you just you just blow in, into mm. it and you, you inhale and exhale into it. So you we can't need to get a didgeridoo, right? <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. The didgeridoo? That yeah. That's yeah, the one that like <laughs> makes that weird like yeah, yeah. sound. I've never seen it. When it was mentioned, like, I haven't even 
Huge. It's huge? Yeah. I don't know what it is. That'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Using that thing all the time, and people are like, what the fuck is it? Like, it's like, so no. loud. Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember oh, when, like, the, the World Cup and everybody was using those? Yes! Uh, was that... It sounds, oh, simil- no. it sounds similar we to need that, to mix... but it has more bass. We need to mix, like, all the stuff that we've had on the show into, like, one thing, you know, like... We're super high on like THC and oh, yeah. CBD, uh, CBD and THC and like all the different weird shit that we've heard oh, playing God. the playing the fucking didgeridoo. And- <laughs> That'd be sick. I swear, like it, this is this is like you know beside the point. But for like the past week and a half, not this past week now, but a few weeks ago. It's like we were like getting high every other episode. <laughs> I love it. I swear. Oh god, that hey, was it's funny. It's just for you know we're doing it for the people. Yeah, we're just trying to help people see it's what not, works. We don't want to be high. No, <laughs> no, we, no. We're, we're getting high for everybody else. That's another one of our secrets. We're high. <laughs> Scientific testing. Um, yeah. I like the uh, a lot of we're talking kind of about massager type things, and I like those. Um, like, I think Compex makes one. There's a, a couple other units out there um, that oh, are the great. Stem and, units. Well, the stem units are great, but mm-hmm. also just the um, I don't know what they're even called. What do you what did you call it earlier? The percussive massager. Oh, there we that's go. Right. There oh. we go. That's what I was thinking of. Those things are awesome mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, super convenient. I mean, they are they can be pricey, but they've come down in price quite a bit. Mm-hmm. since about two years ago yeah yeah and i mean the one that everybody goes to is like the hypervolt mm-hmm. but this company uh alki i think it, they have a they have an active x and it's like almost as good but it's only like 80 bucks oh, how do you wow. spell it for the people alki a l k a i i think it's just active x but it's super cheap and it's like i mean i, I love the hypervolt i use that thing often me too yeah but when I seen this one, I was like, you know, just let me try. Cause like when I have somebody over and they're just like, Oh, what's that? And then if anything over a hundred dollars is like, Oh, that's, you know, mm-hmm. must, must be nice. Mm-hmm. Right. But with this one, I was like, dude, this is a super cool alternative that anybody, not anybody, but like, if you want one of these devices, don't fall for like the name brand ones that are like over, you know, X amount of money. Cause they have like this package included with it. Mm-hmm. This one is dope. It's just, it's called an active X. I'll, I'll look it up, but it's super cheap and it works pretty damn awesome yeah you know, I, I i was just like blown away because i thought for sure it was going to be like you know a piece of junk but it was pretty dope oh yeah yeah a great uh like secret slash tip is uh you know have someone work on you too you know get some body work done um uh, i don't do it that frequently i don't think any one of us really do it that often but it can be really really beneficial especially if you're somebody that's just getting uh, I would say like, number one, you're just getting beat up here and there. Like mm-hmm. you're training really hard and just elbows and knees and shit like that are just hurting. Getting an overall just general massage from a uh, practitioner that's just decent is great. But I would also say that um, having listening to uh, having uh, had people on the podcast talking about like meditation and the value of just like just chilling for a while. Mm-hmm. I realized that a 90, a 90 minute massage could be expensive or a 60 minute massage can be expensive. But um, it, I, I think the, the price that you're paying to relax like that for a while, I think is awesome. So, you know, a sports massage or a Swedish massage where it's like deeper and you're like, you know, ready to tap out all the time. Those are great, too. And they have their application. But you might want to just you're literally just paying to like chill. And I know that you could say, Oh, well, I'll just take a nap, you know, <laughs> but you know, you're not going to do that. You know, you're not going to slow down. So having these appointments like that, 
Um, I found that when I was doing yoga a while back that that was therapeutic to me just to like calm down, mm -hmm. just to like not do anything. Cause I don't really like to not do stuff. So I'm, I feel like I'm always doing something. And when I try to relax to watch Cobra Kai, I feel like I got to get up and practice my karate. Like, I feel like I need to like always be doing something, you know? So, um, if you, if you feel like you're that kind of person, it might be a good weapon, uh, in your arsenal to just, you know, just get a massage every other week or once a month or however much you can afford. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the last time I got a massage, but they are really good every time I do get them. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Yeah. You're like, why don't I do every time you go, you're like, why don't I do this more? Mm -hmm. <laughs> every time you go, you're like, I should be doing this more often. Yeah, massages are great. Um yeah. real well, quick on the on the percussive massages though, they're like super damn useful useful. The thing I like to do especially um is hit the psoas hard. The psoas is the muscle here. Oh, and you're not usually able to get to that. But if you can dig your, your massager into that mm -hmm. for like for a while, oh my God. Yeah. It feels so good. Yeah. And it's That's a, little, a tough one. It's yeah. a tough one to do because you're like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was called the M1, not the Active X. It was okay. the one that I was using. But the um, so right thing. I never used that. I've never I've used always, it. I watched. You have one here, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I've used it before. I like it a lot. I I was actually using it. Um, last, last, the last week and a half or so I've been using it on and off maybe a couple times a week mm -hmm. and it's been feeling really good. It, it is, um, it, what I like about it is they, they made an aggressive product. You know, a lot of times people make stuff that's like, um, you're like, oh, you're going to kind of feel, you know, it's going to kind of, it's nothing like that. Like this thing is agonizing mm -hmm. and, um, there's kind of stages to it. And if, if you're somebody who's been mobile most of your life and you're somebody who, uh, you know, maybe hasn't, uh, maybe hasn't gotten yourself like really tight and things like that. You might be totally fine on it the first time you use it. But for me, I'm starting up like more like on the upper abs and working my way down. Cause it's like, just to start out like completely blaying and putting all your body weight on your psoas is like pretty wild and crazy. Um, so I've been working my way down my abdomen and I'm kind of like belly button ish area and, and a little bit lower. And uh, something I can do is I can keep my arms on the ground and I can kind of like lean towards one side or the other and kind of uh, determine how much pressure I'm going to put on it. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you'd like to just put your arms out to the side flat and just really like melt over top of the thing. Mm. And then once you get even more advanced than that, what you can do is you can kind of uh, kind of dig into one side more than the other. So you can offset the product and, and have it be, you know, um, where it's in alignment where it's only going to kind of hit more one side of you than, than, than the other. Um, but I've been messing around with it and I put it on like an incline bench even and, and, and laid face down on the incline bench. And, and it had, um, it what was interesting about that is, um, I was able to have my it sounds funny. It looks like I was fucking trying to picture like like fucking the product. But <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to make it have a, have a baby. So we made a smaller one. Right? But uh, so I'm like kind of laying on it, but like my, I was able to just position myself to where it didn't hurt. Mm. So it's an amazing product and it's not going to kill everybody the way it's killing me. I'm just super tight in those areas, but I think it's a great, like why not, why not give it a, give it a shot. And yeah. anyone with lower back pain, I think it's uh, something that you really need to try out because I think most people are tight there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I watch, uh, not watch, but I've seen uh, Settlegate, Josh Settledge use that so right thing. Mm. And I'm like, dude, how do you do it? And he just like couldn't really explain it because he's like, you just basically lay down on it and cry. But 
when we had Bo Hightower in, he was like, you know, where, where does it hurt on your back? And da, da, da. And so he just started jabbing me right in my stomach. I'm like, what are you doing? With and, his hands? Yeah. Okay. Oh, dude, he... Like, um, he was like Homelander, you know, when he, like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta but, watch the boys if you haven't, I've never seen it. It's so watch good. It. It's definitely worth watching, but may, because Amazon's weird, like they will, they will play like the newest season for no reason and they yeah. won't go back to the, anyways. That's why you got messed up, isn't it? That's why I was like, dude, I don't understand why people like this show. Like this, nothing makes sense. <laughs> What's the show? Homelander? The boys. The boys. Oh. He started on season two. Yeah, because I was <laughs> like, I've never watched this. Hey, Amazon, don't do that. Is that like a superhero movie sort of. show? I mean, or it super, is. They got superpowers or something, right? Yeah. I think I've seen some of it. But it's there's really a twist. Good. Like, the, the, I, haven't the seen, I haven't seen a lot of it. So I've just only seen a little yeah. bit. A little bit. Yeah. The heroes aren't the good guys. Let's put it that way. Mm. Yeah. It's really good. Twisty. Watch it. Anyway. But you're saying, uh, Hightower? So Hightower just, you know, jabbed his hand into my my gut and then he was like all right move around i'm like whoa like i, I do feel better but it, it went away really fast so the I don't, feeling of goodness or yeah like oh. the like everything kind of came roaring back like within like a couple yeah like about an hour hmm. so uh, i just I, I tried doing it again to myself and i couldn't i, I didn't figure it out speaking of uh bow hightower smart um i've been talking with bones jones Bones Jones asked me to make a product for him. So we're in the works. We're making a product for him. It's just something just to send to him. We're, mm -hmm. I don't have any intentions of like collaborating with him on anything unless he wanted to. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, he and I were going back and forth and I, I, I tease him a lot about the podcast because he doesn't want to do it. And so I, I still like relentlessly, drop it in there here and there. And I'm like, so like you're going to do the podcast. And like, I just, I say it here and there. And he's like, no man, I've been just chilling. Like, I feel good. Like, I don't, I don't really like speaking publicly and, and these kinds of things. And so, uh, he's kind of, he kind of wrote back and kind of like, was like almost like pitch me on something and you know, I'll see, I'll see what I can do. But basically he said that when he fights again, that he'll come on the show. Oh my god! So I think that's pretty sick. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I just, uh, but I, I really like for for me personally, like uh, <laughs> came a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> for me, for me personally, I I I don't really have a desire to to. I don't have a desire to talk to him a lot specifically about like fighting, mm. and I think the questions that we would ask him would be way different. And so that's what I've been trying to talk him into, and I've been trying to talk talk to him about that because. I want to know like more about like his upbringing and hit him and his brothers. Like his brothers are in the NFL. Yeah, they're a bunch of savages too. Like what? It, what Just is a mutant family? Yeah, what is with this family? Like yeah. what a bunch of nutcases, right? <laughs> um, so I'd like to to really dive into that. And then also, I don't think he gets enough credit. Like he has a he's got like some killer instinct and a championship mindset that is uh unmatched in in today's like he he's the tiger woods of his sport right now you know he's so far ahead and 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 above and beyond he's a he's a phenom and unlike tiger woods i mean he didn't start his thing at like four years or well tiger started at zero years old basically mm -hmm. started right when he right when he was hatched right um so yeah i just i'm really fascinated by that stuff i don't have any intentions of asking about fucking picograms and shit like mm -hmm. that yeah you know, some of the weird controversial stuff. I don't even care about any of that. I just think he's uh, 
a fucking badass and I think he deserves more recognition. And that's what I was kind of talking to him about. I was like, I think, I think if we did communicate with you, if we did talk to you in a public format, that people would be able to see a side of you that would be different. Mm -hmm. And I said, we can even just not talk about fighting at all. We can talk about like just life shit. Like, what are you into? What do you like to do? Yeah. Man, how amazing would that be? Cause I think he digs like video games and shit. I think he likes to just kind of kick it and power lift and archery. Yeah. He's super strong too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like a six something deadlift. He's a beast. He's a working with, monster. um, Oh, come on. Mastetics back in the day. Gary, Gary in uh, New Gary. Mexico. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Legion. Oh shit. But Sorry, it's not but... Legion. It is Legion. Yeah. Or is it? I think they, they, they split, but I forgot. Gary. Yeah. yeah but it's Gary. Legion. Yeah. He's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the one who put us in contact with him and stuff. So yeah, like... he's training him. Yeah. But like, whoo. Oh, yeah, that man is strong. But the thing, the thing that I, I'm just so curious about is, did he really learn this shit on YouTube? Like, was he really watching videos and just like, huh? and he got it? <laughs> right? Maybe, I'm, gonna maybe. A, I'm gonna send him a selfie of us right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Where you I can see his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, now that 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 dude. I'm 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 just like so curious how he learns. Like I think he just learns things differently, and he just tries things. It's so mm-hmm. dope. But yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, and then speaking of like making cool shit for big MMA fighters, um, it's fight week. Dustin Poirier. So we sent him and Phil Derue a bunch of personalized cool like hip circles, uh, a, a Poirier shirt. Like wow, with, with the, you know it's yeah, but strong logo on it. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. It's it's sick. It's cool stuff. Yeah, check out uh, Phil Deru's Instagram. I believe it's on there mm-hmm. for sure on Twitter. That's Who's where fighting I've seen it? Ah, uh, you know, just a couple of guys. Uh, Conor McGregor, Dustin uh, Poirier. Yeah, Conor Con- Mick Mick Gregor. Oh, oh, <laughs> like like Gregor Legane from Game of Thrones? I don't know, dude. I never watched that show. Oh well, <laughs> don't because the ending sucks. The fights this weekend? Yeah, but wait, you know, let me double check. What's the date today? Coming is- up. It's on the 23rd, whenever that is. Oh, oh yeah, that's this weekend. I think. Damn. It's like Saturday or something. Hopefully I didn't just make that up. It, it's, Cup. you know what, it's sometime soon. I believe yeah. it's fight week. Yeah, it's this weekend. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you guys made me question myself. Habib Nagurman. Habib said Habib. he would come out of retirement yeah. uh, for uh, whoever won that fight, I think. <laughs> the Connor dustin fight. Nagurman. Not even close. <laughs> Close enough. Habib Nurmagomedov. Is, say it again. Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. Nurm. Nurm. And I'm pronouncing it wrong too. But oh, I'm saying, like, yeah, I'm, but trying, I'm, I'm saying, trying to follow along. I think he's got it wrong no, too. No, no, no. Now I'm, I'm just, not even going to attempt it anymore. I'm pronouncing it the way I've heard it. But you know, it's just like I can NBA hear players it. that have Habib Nurmagomedov. I can hear it in my head. Nurmagomedov. <laughs> no, that's wrong too. It's not so right. He said, "I'm gonna get off." <laughs> You know, a long time ago, somebody told Titty Boy that his name was dumb and that yeah. he needed to change it. And he changed it to two chains and the rest is history. Yep. Yeah. And Why guy, didn't anybody ever tell Habib, like, dude, like, we can't run with this name. I know it's your it's real beautiful. name. And I know, I know, yeah. I get it. But like, we got to call you something else. You know, maybe, maybe someone did. And he's just like, you don't understand. Like, I'm the one of the greatest that's ever going to fight. So I don't have to do shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I'm go gonna, with that. He's like, I'm just going to kill everybody. So. Yeah. <laughs> you Americans will learn to say my name. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't, but I will. We got to figure that out. Yeah. Could be. What other secrets you guys got? Let's see. We were just talking about. Oh, we were talking mm-hmm. about like uh, recovery type stuff. And mm-hmm. so um, 
I ice stuff a lot and I use a freeze sleeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys have a freeze sleeve as well. Yep. I still like that thing. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. It's great. You just stick in the freezer really easy. It's a sleeve that mm-hmm. ha- that's cold and stick it on your arm, your knee, wherever it hurts and works pretty efficiently. Um, I've been using uh, our own product. Imagine that more recently because my elbow, I don't know where it starts to swell up and uh, man, that's super annoying. Yeah. Damn. It's crap. It's, it's a bunch of crap. It like filled up with a little bit of fluid, which that hasn't happened in a long time. And mm-hmm. I didn't even do anything uh, worth like reporting. You know, it, it's one thing if I'm, uh, you know, if I'm like, oh, I was benching 500 for reps and <laughs> something blew out, you know, I blew a gasket. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like at least there's a story in there or something. But uh, no, this is kind of accumulation, I guess. And so I've been using our utility band and I've been wrapping up my elbow a bunch and I haven't had success with the. Um, with the ice, you know, and I know I, I've heard stuff and I've, I've been part of discussions with Kelly Sturette and the, uh, the owner of the company, the Mark pro company. And, uh, that guy's not a fan of ice. Mm-hmm. He thinks ice just kind of like makes you quote unquote feel better, but doesn't really do anything mm-hmm. in certain situations. I think if you smashed your knee on the ground and your knee swelled up, I think that's where ice works really well. Yeah. Uh, but if it's not like a contusion type of thing, then I just don't think it, uh, works as well as we may think. So anyway, um, but using like a Compex unit or a Mark Pro type of unit can really help a lot. Those are these are like um, I think they're called like STEM units, mm-hmm. and it's a way to like kind of get an electrical impulse to the area. And if you could think about it this way, um, let's say that you hurt your ankle um, like pretty severely, like sprained it pretty bad. Well, there's not a lot of things you can do. You're you're kind of off your feet. You mm-hmm. can't. It's going to be hard to get blood to the area. Even doing like circles or anything with your foot would probably kind of hurt. And so instead, you can utilize something like a uh, like a complex unit. You put those pads in certain areas, and it's going to make those areas flex when otherwise you wouldn't be able to flex them that well. Yeah. And you're going to be able to flush a lot of blood in and out of the area, basically just increasing circulation. And then on top of that, there's like with a compex unit in particular, there's so much stuff you can do. Um, they can be expensive. They can be pricey. But um, I utilized it a ton when I tore my pack. We just saw Nick Wright a couple of days ago or maybe yesterday tear a pack oh. with under 430 pounds. Um, he was he's trying to a bench PR and he ended up uh, I think he I think it's a strain. I don't think he like really uh, destroyed himself too bad. But anyway, yeah, I was using the uh, Compax unit a lot back when I was trying to come back from uh, my first pec tear, mm-hmm. and uh, it helped a lot. I was able to get back on, on the platform. I was able to bench 578, and then I unfortunately tore my pec again with 600 pounds. Um, but it works. It might be something you want to look into. Yeah. No, whenever I was going to my Cairo after my AC joint issue that happened here, Every single time he'd hook me up on a stem unit. So that's definitely something that I want to have for myself because it's super beneficial. Every time it always felt better and better and better. So those are so that those are things that could be very useful if you could have it at home. And even just uh just with your muscles being sore. Oh yeah. Or um, you know, there's there there was there was one setting on on the compacts that you could utilize. Oh, man, I'm forgetting what the name of it was, but I used to do it before workouts to warm up mm-hmm. and uh, I would still obviously mm. warm up for the workout, but it was something that would um, like some sort of preparatory phase, but it would, it would hurt. I mean, it was, it would come at you hard. Like Where it would, would you make, put it like it would make your here? muscles flex hard. Mm. Um, I'd put it on my chest and my triceps before, mm. a, um, before a bench workout. Okay. And 
God damn, I wish I could remember what it was called, but it, it would just go and you're like, wow, you're like, oh, shit. And watching Smokey get electrocuted by that thing. When we uh, when we do solidify getting compacts on the show here, we're going to electrocute the fuck out of Smokey because he can't handle it. You guys ever seen it before? You ever seen Smokey? I haven't seen Smokey. I, I haven't yeah. seen him. No. I remember Charlie Zamora would put that thing like on his abs full blast. And I'd be like, what's wrong? Because he would just be sitting there. and I love Charlie. That fucking guy's out of his <laughs> he, mind. He's insane. He's, he's completely anything. insane. <laughs> he doesn't kind of do anything. He's like, well, yep. how, how strong is this thing? And He would yeah, be a would, tough guy to contend with in jujitsu, right? Because he would just be like wild. Never, and he's all like tall and shit. He'd be a fucking lunatic. I think that that would be a very fun role. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really fun to roll with. He's, no, just, no out train, his, he's no. just out of his mind. I know he did some MMA for yeah, a while. Oh, he yeah. did MMA, but I know him, no training, he would be like, oh, you want, okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> I'll mess you up, man. Yeah, he'll have, have an energy drink and yeah, then just go like, crazy. He is like literally the human energy drink. That's what he, oh, is. he is. He's the human monster energy mm-hmm. drink. That's what Charlie is. We're talking about our boy Charlie Zamora. I used to work here a while back. Uh, shout out to him. Anyway, yeah, we're going over some of these uh, some of these little secrets, some of these things that we do. I've talked about this nine thousand million gazillion times about you know eating before I eat. You know, uh, that's like a tip slash. You know, it's not necessarily a secret because I do talk about it often. Um, but oftentimes, having a protein shake, uh, even sometimes like while I might be cooking or or something like that, just to what it what it does for me yeah. is it helps me to control the overall amount of food that I'm eating. So things like that. I love how the premise of that sounds so fat. It does. <laughs> it's like, oh, I eat before I eat. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, eat before you eat. But it's supposed to be it's supposed to help you. See so if you can bring that. up the South Park clip of uh Starvin' Marvin. Do you know you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, uh look up Starvin' Marvin appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Oh it's like, no. It's like him and Cartman. <laughs> him and Cartman. Oh, no. I but I did. I ate before I ate yesterday. Um, I <laughs> wait. What was? Oh, you found something. Um, I had ten boiled eggs and some bacon, and then. Uh, oh, well, let's see this. Oh God, you found you like went right to it almost. I think it's like right here. Andrew is better than Jamie. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh that's it right there. Okay, that's dude. Starving Marvin's got it. Starving Marvin. Two years income. <laughs> Why is your family poor, Starvin' Marvin? Oh, no. You see, Starvin' Marvin, these are what we call appetizers. Appetizer. This is what you eat before you eat to make you more hungry. (laughs) It's what you eat before you eat to make you more hungry. That's awesome. He ate like like three pieces of shrimp and just threw it over his shoulder. Carmen, you bud pipe. This is the time you're supposed to shit. (laughs) We're going to end up watching South Park the whole time. time I forgot about Starvin' Marvin, man. It's what you eat before you eat to make you more hungry. Oh, God. You guys watched their episode, right? The The COVID pandemic special? Yeah. (laughs) I watched it, but I kind of, I think I like... It got like doing some stuff. It got it got a little thing. too overboard. I watched that it with got, my father-in-law. Let's wow. watch it again. <laughs> so when you say got overboard, like what do you guys mean exactly? <laughs> Come on, no, 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 <laughs> no. It got overboard in like so many different ways. Yeah. My my favorite part though was the uh, I like the, honestly the classroom shooting was hilarious. Yeah, that that was my favorite part. That was amazing. They're like, no, they're like, you shot him because he's black, and they're like, no, it was because of COVID. <laughs> because yeah. those police officers wouldn't even be teachers if it wasn't for the pandemic. Oh, oh my god. god. 
couldn't I, I felt so bad when I laughed too. Oh, I was like was, I can't laugh at this, but it's so oh, good. they do such a good job of that. They do. Oh, they do. And if what you don't the, laugh, you take yourself too seriously. What was this the <laughs> scene with Mickey Mouse or whatever? And <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even remember. I remember he was in it, but you see that that's he was in like this. the back of a oh, limousine. No and that's highest. right. Yeah, he was in like Tokyo, and he was partying with uh, Mickey Mouse, and that's where he ended up uh, fa- fucking the uh, pa- pangolin or whatever that thing is called. What was it called? <laughs> yeah, it's a pangolin, but that's a real animal, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, Mickey Mouse is real. Yeah. <laughs> oh I need to rewatch God. it. I have to rewatch it. There was so many things I just didn't pay attention to. Oh, that was great. And it like was his <laughs> semen or something that was like the cure for whatever was going on. But or then everyone started growing beards. <laughs> <laughs> was it a beard or a mustache? It was a mustache. It was I a think mustache. it was a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a mustache. Like his wife. Oh, okay. I'm not going to yeah, ruin it. A beard would have been too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. That oh, was man. so good. Those guys are talented. They that, are. That show, so... is, that show is wild. Yeah. yeah when they did the, um, when, uh, Kanye was saying that he liked fish dicks and he's like, are you, you know, whatever he said that, that like that woke up, that woke him up. Like Kanye was like, damn, if South Park is making fun of me, then I need to like calm my ass down. Of course he ended up, you know, being Kanye. But at that time he was just like, he wasn't even like really mad at them. He was just like, Mm -hmm. shit. All right. Thanks for the, you know, I got to put myself in check. How was your father-in-law, by the way, when you watched it? Was he laughing also or was so he? It was actually, so me and my brother-in-law, brother-in-law like we were talking about it. No, but so he's like, do you want to watch it? I'm like, yes, I want to watch it. And so, uh, you know, like HBO Max or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And then so father-in-law walks in and, you know, after it was all said and done, he just turns and looks at us. And he's like, this is what you guys watch. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like, no, like not really. But like, I just wanted to see it because I kept hearing about it. And he just like shakes his head and walks away like retired police officer. Sorry. Sorry, dad. (laughs) I mean, he laughed too, but yeah, he's just like, really guys? Well, sorry. Hey, we're kids. Yeah. Um, Real quick in regards to uh, like, you know, repairing issues and stuff with our bodies. um, I picked up back mechanic with Stuart McGill. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I suck at reading, but you know, I got to a point where I'm like, dude, like my back is just, terrible i was putting down one of my dogs like i was holding him mm-hmm. put him down and like got stuck i'm like oh and so i just like threw him Ooh. um <laughs> he's fine he, dogs land on their feet usually uh i mean we're talking like a foot from the ground mm-hmm. okay um and i it, like hit me i'm like dude what if this happens with our baby mm. you know like man like what am i gonna do like you know ask for help because i can't put him down like i'll get through it but then that's where i was like dude i should I don't know, really look into this a lot, like seriously. So I picked up back mechanic and the only reason why I bring it up, cause it's like, it's the first time that I actually like went in further than watching a couple of YouTube videos yeah. or asking somebody here in person and then just trying a bunch of stuff. It actually teaches you, like it, it tells you straight up that, Hey, this is going to hurt, but we're only going to hurt a little bit just so we can figure out where your, your pain triggers are or what your pain mm-hmm. triggers are. And by just doing a couple of simple exercises, I can now understand why my back hurts. Whereas before I was like, oh, it kind of hurts when I do this or if I bend over and like sometimes it, I just get a shocking pain. Sometimes I don't, but I don't know why. And now I kind of understand why. And so just really just taking the time to kind of do a little bit more research on whatever it is that hurts you mm-hmm. will go a long way. Um, maybe even something that you're not used to doing, like reading a book. 
Yeah. Just purchased it right now. Every time you mention, I'm like, oh, I gotta sick. buy it. I gotta buy it, and I just keep forgetting. So that's Man. I'm gonna I'm gonna get. I should have gave you my that, affiliate yeah. link. I'm just joking. Oh. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't have you one. know, what you're referring to is people sometimes will say you're uh, scratching your own itch. You know, you're mm-hmm. taking care of your own problem, and that's what we need to do more often. Is mm-hmm. and and how do you do it? Um, you do it through knowledge. You do it through learning, and so you just got to figure out like you either. Uh, communicate with somebody that you know that's already doing something or has already been through something. Mm-hmm. You find a book, you YouTube it. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so many ways to problem solve and, and troubleshoot. And we talk about that quite a bit on the show, but um, that's, that's the easiest strategy. Not, maybe not the easiest strategy, but it's the most simple strategy. I have a problem. This is my issue. My back hurts a lot. Um, you know, people mention different stuff to me in passing. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not true. You know, I don't know exactly what I should do to fix my back. So I'm going to buy a fucking book mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. And it's <laughs> great. One awesome thing that I learned from it already. And I know we're talking about things that we do like the, every day. We don't really think about it. There's just things we do, mm-hmm. but I, I appreciate the book so much because he was saying, you know, a lot of people will say like doing yoga, doing Pilates, which are extremely beneficial. I'm not going to say they're not. Um, you can't just put a blanket statement and say, this is going to cure your back. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, every time that I've done it, not every time, but a lot of times I would, you know, they you're laying down on the ground or doing something and like that hurts. Mm-hmm. That hurts me. So I would get up and be like, oh my God, I feel so much worse. So not doing things that hurt my back (laughs) as stupid as that sounds is something that like is a new concept to me. Yeah. You know, it's always like no pain, no gains. Like, Oh fuck, I got to struggle through it. But in the book, it's like, Hey, like, no, like if you're depending on what type of back pain you have, there's a really good chance that yoga is just going to make it worse. So you need to address or you need to uh, understand what it is that actually hurts. So that way you can either do or not do some of the things that hurt. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like if you if you have a pain somewhere, there there's a problem, and you're just constantly just like in a position and st- like stretching it. Mm-hmm. That might not make it better. Right. Yeah. So that's and I like you didn't you mention you were talking to Mark and myself about how like it was telling you certain ways to pick things up, certain ways you should be sitting, yeah. like all these little things. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about it, if you're doing that bad motion. Every single day, seven days a week, yeah. 365 days a year, it compounds. Oh, of course. Now, yeah, add, you know, like 12 years of doing it. That's what I was doing. Mm. And one of the cool things, it recommends getting just a simple um, lumbar support. So that's what I use every day. I use it here. Lower back? Yeah, I have one right here. I don't know if I can. Oh, yeah, you can kind of see it on the screen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's just an inflatable one. Got mm-hmm. on Amazon, 25 bucks. I got one for here and one for home. And it's already made a huge difference. Picture it, for everybody that like truck drives or something that listens yeah, to this I podcast. I kind of want to get one for the car because I'll be sitting in the car and then I'll like, it, it's really for me, it's, it's a posture thing. So I'm like mm-hmm. this a lot. So I'll even watching a movie. I'm like, nope, don't do that. And I'll just like get upright and like, damn, you idiot. You've been doing this for your whole life. No wonder why your back hurts. Yeah. So that, that, that's definitely probably my, the secret that I don't talk about the most is just this simple lumbar support. Like if you're sitting at a desk, you just get one. I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one for my car. This one's sick. It's inflatable. So you can like raise or lower it. It has like its own built-in pump. Mm -hmm. You got that on Amazon? Yeah. It's insane. I'll send you that affiliate link. I think the car sometimes is like the worst, you know, Mm -hmm. car seats, like they, they feel pretty good when you first sit in the car. It kind of depends on the kind of car that you have and stuff too, but 
when you first sit in the car, it's like not too bad, you know, and you drive for a couple minutes and it's, you don't ever really notice it. You go on those longer drives and, you know, it's probably not the seat's fault. It's probably our own fault. Our own posture kind of falls apart. But the seat, you know, the curvature of the seat, I always find it be interesting. And the airlines are the worst because it's like it's curved forward. And you're like, why am I like it takes away like your midsection and just puts your chest and shoulders forward. You're like, what position is this and what is this good for is this a good way to like crash and <laughs> or something like that like what are they what are they setting us up for here it's just it's really uh odd but yeah if you can find you know something just to put into your lower back i used to sometimes just take like a gatorade bottle and just put it there if i was yeah. on like a really long trip and then that way i had something that kind of cued me to, to to be a little bit more upright because i find myself <clears throat> i find myself kind of leaning forward and 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 having my hands you know, out extended uh, onto the steering wheel. So whatever way you got to, you know, do to figure that out, remedy that kind of thing for yourself, I think is great, Andrew. Mm -hmm. That kind of solution just kind of reminds me about mouth tape. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why, like, you know, eight hours out of the night, you're, you're sleeping with tape around your mouth and you're training yourself to breathe through the nose. Um, and if like a lot of people that are trying to repair their posture in their back, they're like, okay, I'm a strength train. I'm a strength in my back. I'm a strength in my rear delt so I can have better posture. But then once they leave the gym, they go and they sit down and, they're here again for hours, right? Mm -hmm. This kind of thing that you're doing and, and all of this resetting, right, yeah. is is all that, that other eight hours or 10 hours of small habits, sitting on the couch with your wife, sitting in your car, sitting at your desk, you're now training that posture and boom, it's getting ingrained. Mm -hmm. So, dude, a few months from now, it's going to be pretty crazy to yeah. see how your back feels. And that's another thing, too, is like the mindset of, you know, wanting to go to the chiropractor to pop my back back into place or something. And then it's like, Oh, instantly, like I feel so much better. Mm. Um, another thing the book talks about is just like, Hey, like you spent years getting your back here. It's going to take years to fix it. I love So that. it, it, it's a tough pill to swallow. Right. Cause like, I don't want to be in pain anymore. Well, your whole like left side could be more developed than the right yeah, side absolutely. And, and a pop isn't going to really mm -hmm. do anything for it. You know, that's a you know, chiropractic is, it's tough, you know, when you go to any sort of physician and they, they try to assist you and give you some advice, it's hard to follow through on that advice and to do it for like a long enough period of time to uh, have it have any real impact. There's some other things that I do uh, from like a mindset standpoint that um, I found to be helpful over the years. Just um, and we've talked about this on the show, so it's not necessarily a secret, but uh, just interpretation. You know, we can interpret things. You know, Tom, Tom is uh, our buddy. Tom Thornton is here and his sister is has been in town for about a month. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, here's two people that grew up in the same household, but with different interpretations of, uh, you know, how they're supposed to live their lives. They're twins. Right. And uh, Tom, Tom is more analytical. He's more like math based, more, uh, you know, he's Tom's going to whip out a chart for everything all the <laughs> time, you know. And uh, even I talked to Tom's uh, dad yesterday because he's been doing the carnivore diet and looks amazing. Congrats to him. Yeah, he looks uh, fantastic. Lost like 60 pounds or something. I mean, yeah, fucking unbelievable. He's 56 years old. So the age uh, is not a, is the age is not a factor for him. He's he's figured it out. Um, but I just find it interesting, um, you know, that his Tom's uh, sister is uh, more, uh, I guess, on the creative side. You know, she's hmm. more into like art and uh, cooking and, and, and things of that nature. And, um, yeah, just, I find stuff like that really fascinating. My brothers, both of my brothers, their interpretation of the way that my parents were, uh, bringing us up versus my interpretation of it. Um, 
I, I recall my brothers, you know, saying like I would have favoritism and stuff like that. But I, I, I never, or I actually, actually, I never heard that from Chris, but I heard it from Mike. Um, I never saw that or felt that with anything they ever did. I never, I never viewed it that way. Cause you know, my, my interpretation was different. And so I guess what I'm saying here is every single thing that you learn or every single, every single thing that you know is all open to interpretation. You can interpret stuff to be positive. You can interpret stuff to be negative. That's usually what our brain does. Our brains usually like, that ain't good. And our, or our brains like, um, you know, that's, that's for me, you know, and you try to figure it out from there. But once you do figure it out from there, once you do categorize something as being good or bad, your body starts to populate the, the rest of your cells and the rest of your body towards whatever that thing was. So you have to make a decision. How do you want to categorize this? Is this, is this actually that bad? Or is this just kind of so like you found out that your aunt had cancer? Mm. Like, obviously that's fucking horrible news. Right. And your mind should shift towards trying to figure out. Um, but then you have to kind of put some rational thought to it. And you can't really turn a negative into a positive necessarily all the time. But what you can do is you can calm yourself down a bunch so your whole body doesn't turn negative. Because what good does it do for your whole body to turn sour over a situation that you can't really do anything about? Mm -hmm. That's so amazing. Um, I actually was having, you said it, of course, way better than I did. But literally like the same conversation with my daughter Jasmine last night. Um, she has a, uh, like a parent-teacher conference today. And, you know, right away she's like, Ugh. and I'm like, whoa, I'm like, hold on. And she like, didn't know exactly where I was going with it. I'm like, is it really that bad? She's like, yeah. I'm like, why? I don't know. I'm like, okay, well, let's, you know, dissect this thing a little bit. But I was yeah. explaining like the same thing, you know, I'm like, hey, you're already telling your mind and your body that you're going to have a bad day. Like you're already setting it up. So from now till it happens, it's going to be all negative. Mm -hmm. I'm like. How about instead of, uh, I have this parent teacher conference thing tomorrow. How about it's wow. Tomorrow I only have a 15 minute conference and then I'm off for the rest of the day. Like, let's look at it that way. And so it kind of just explained like how you interpret things is kind of like how you're going to, you know, how it's actually going to happen. You know, you kind of will things to happen. You put things in motion. Um, it's pretty cool. I think she got it. I'm actually going to send this little clip to her. So mm -hmm. that'll be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. No, it's happened a lot. Like, first off, that takes a lot of, um, that takes a lot of, I think you, you mentioned this a long time ago, like mental jujitsu. Mm -hmm. that, that's kind of what it is. Uh, but I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about like, you know, when something happens and you have all this anxiety about something negative happening. And then because of all of that, you take certain actions that you don't even realize that makes it happen because you're thinking so much about it and it's not like you think it'll happen, but your, your continuous negativity towards what you think will happen has you do things to lead there. Right. Whereas if you were to just, you know, calm down, think about, okay, how bad is this really just to just do your best not to worry about the situation and go on about things. It might actually end up better than what it could be. So yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. I think uh, some other things you can, try to work on is uh things that you might feel that are net that have a negative charge to them you know sometimes we we say stuff because we're, we're messing with each other and things like that but even when things like that you just might want to think about them a little bit more and say should i really send this to somebody like is this like am i 
totally just messing with them and this person is open to that because that's different like if it's a buddy and you're telling him to go screw himself or whatever you know it's <laughs> that's stuff that we do like it's just silly stuff and i like to engage in stuff like that all the time so i'm always messing around that way um but you just might want to think about like how negatively charged is something that you're sending like is it actually hurtful and is it really even worth it is it re- is it really worth it to send that text that email that's negatively charged you might just want to think about it more or to even say something that has uh that has a lot of negativity because it's going to stir up negativity in the room and it's going to start to probably come back on on you um something i've been kind of messing around with just for the last couple weeks but i haven't really uh truthfully been practicing it enough but i do find that it at least sounds like a good idea to me and just in practicing it shortly it feels like it works pretty well you might want to just write down a couple things that you want to be um Mm. you try to pick like one word you know like we were just mentioning charlie zamora like every time i think about that guy it makes me smile like it makes me feel good because charlie's always all fired up he's always all excited Mm -hmm. he doesn't let you walk past him without getting a hug like you have to (laughs) hug him like that's just the way he that's just the way he is he also is kind of guy that like just anything that you need like i don't know you need tickets to a concert or you know you need to to know somebody for any particular reason he knows everybody everybody knows you know he's he's that kind of guy so Mm -hmm. the words that you would use to describe him would be fun exciting maybe crazy right maybe Mm -hmm. a little wild he's got that that uh that side to him too right but what are the things that you want to be associated with and even if you're not outwardly uh viewed that way you can at least write down these couple things that anytime you have a lot of negative thoughts and, and you start drifting down uh, that road of negativity, you can actually just look at the list and say, oh, yeah, I remember I, I wanted to be funnier. You know, I wanted to be more fun in 2021. Oh, yeah, I remember I wanted to be I wanted people to think of me as being more excited about stuff because I seem I'm, I'm a little vanilla. I'm a little dull, mm-hmm. you know, and then. um you know, maybe a, th- a third thing in there is that you just want to be uh, viewed as being positive. You know, you don't want to be, people to be like, oh, fuck, here comes Andrew every time he comes around. Like, it's a lot of weight. It's a lot of just like, I just, I just don't, I'm just going to, I'm just going to see if I can say hi to him quick and fucking run by the door. <laughs> so that way I don't have to, I don't have to get pulled down. Like there's people that we have in our lives that are, that are like this. Right. And you want to try to avoid, <laughs> try to avoid that a lot of times. So. Think of the two or three things that you want to be or two or three, two or three things you would like to represent. And even just negative thought or negative anything comes your way. If you can have these things on your phone and you can just look at them and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get back to that. So before I send this response back to somebody and tell them what an asshole I think they are, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to bother with it. I'm just going to say, OK, that's great. Or I'll say, all right, I just won't say anything or however you want to handle it. Mm-hmm. There is this guy that I was talking to the other day um, on the podcast that me and my buddy do. His name's Tim Salau. Um, he was the former, and I didn't even know this was a job description, chief evangelist for a company called WeWork. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, evang- I know the company, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was there. The yeah, I know chief. an evangelist, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. But when I, when we legit just started the episode, Tim, it, it's it's crazy. You, like... When people say you can feel other people's energy, this was by, uh, by the way, over zoom, um, his energy literally came through the screen and I was just staring at him like, what the hell? 
Like, first off, okay, this is kind of odd, but man, you're making me feel good. So I'm just going to keep listening. Like he had, he brought that energy through. I was like, I can tell why he was the chief evangelist of this company. And, and throughout the whole episode, like I complimented him three times on his energy because I was just like, God damn, man. Like you're really like, first off, you're, you're That's story- the kind of shit that makes me jealous of people. It I'm, did. Not really, I'm not really jealous or envious of anything, but sometimes when someone's like that yeah, or when someone can kind of be like the life of the party all the time, I'm like, how the, like, how do they do that? Like, I how want they- that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. Like it's, you know, it's great to be recognized to have like some muscle on you and different things like that. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff's cool, but it's, there's people that, there's people that don't have any of those attributes whatsoever, but they can light up a fucking room. Yeah. And it's, it has, it's, it has nothing to do with uh, the way they look, what they're wearing, what they drove it has nothing to do with any of that shit. They just come in the room and boom, right away. Look, Wayne is like that. Our buddy Wayne oh, is like, yeah. that. Uh-huh. Like, like Wayne is just fucking cool. Like he can start up a conversation with just about anybody. He's just fun. Yeah. He's super, fun to be yeah, super envious of like anybody that can like instantly be in a room full of strangers and then walk out with like phone numbers and like plans oh, for the weekend. And I'm just like, that's not me. I don't like, fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me neither. But yeah. Wayne is definitely that guy. Super cool because he just, when you hang around with him, he just makes you happy. Mm-hmm. There's some people that can pull that off too, without being loud too. That's really hard. That's mm. a skill. Cause usually you know, usually you're going to be a little bit more like Charlie. If you're going to be, like, <laughs> you're going to be the, the life, <laughs> the life of the, I remember him telling some stories about when he was like with caffeine and kilos and like how the athletes like loved doing stuff with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I could see why. Cause like, he's going to, you know, he's going to make whatever happen that you want to have happen. So these athletes that would come from other countries and stuff, these Olympic lifters, when they want to be shown a good time, they know they could kick it with him and he was just going to, figure out ways for them to have a great time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what you were saying on writing down what you want to be, right. Um, th- that's something that like me personally in the past, I had to do that and I had to have a lot of intention behind the way that I acted. Like I am naturally an introverted, quiet individual that that's how I naturally am. But I had to make it a point to try to let more of my personality out and not be, uh, just so, calm because that's how like when i'm alone man i'm just like i'm cool i'm good calm people just uh i think calm and um like not overly showing a lot of emotion people will interpret that as you're not having a good time yeah and i am i'm just like i'm chill and my and my my relaxed face makes me look angry (laughs) people think i'm just mad i'm I'm not i'm very happy dude why are you so upset i remember the (laughs) One of the first times I came into ST to to take pictures and I wanted to take pictures of you deadlifting, but I'm like, oh man, this guy's probably having just like a really bad day or something. No. I know. Well, it's just cause you know, you look around the room and everybody, you know, is, you know, just whatever normal, typical, you know, gym, yeah. gym session. But then you're, you're quiet. So I'm like, dude, man, you probably had like something happened. He's probably angry at someone or something, and he doesn't want anybody to bother him. See, that wasn't it, though. But now I know. Yeah. But back then, I didn't know shit. That's why I had to put some intention behind. Like, I know, like, okay, I'm I'm just in my zone. I'm working out. I'm not mad at all. And if anyone mm-hmm. came and talked to me, I'd totally talk to him. But I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember. <laughs> you remember. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you got it. You got it. If that's not you and you want to be a different way. I think it's very easy to get into the stuck, stuck into the mindset of I am the way I am and that's my personality and my personality can't really change, but you can change that if you put intention behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I remember then, the great uh, football player, Barry Sanders, um, when he would score a touchdown, he would always just flip the ball to the ref. And I mean, he's 
just one of the greatest running backs of all time. No one's ever, no one's ever run the ball like him before or since. I mean, he's just, he was on a different level than everybody, but he said, they asked him why he did that. And he's like, well, one time in college when I, I scored a touchdown and I put my hands over my head and he's like, and I didn't like it. <laughs> it just didn't feel, it just didn't feel good to him. You know, when he, mm-hmm. when he outwardly celebrated like that. So the things that you do write down, you know, make sure they're kind of line up with, with stuff that you can actually you know, do like, you might not be able to turn into that guy. That's like the life of the party. However, you might be able to show more excitement than you have in the past. You might be able to, to, you might be able to, um, might be able to psych yourself up a little bit to go out, you know, with people and say, you know what, I'm going to, because you can't, you can talk yourself into that stuff. You can, you can tell yourself before you go and exercise for the day, you could say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to give it hell today. I'm going to push a little harder. You know, yesterday was a good workout. But if I'm being honest, on a scale of one to ten, I put in like a six or seven. I want to do like an eight or a nine today and see what that feels like. You can do that, and you can do that just going out, hanging out with friends. You can be like, you know what? Last time we went out, I didn't say like two words. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit more. You know, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm just going to uh, start out by uh, asking people a couple questions. That way, it gets somebody talking, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, you were, you know, been mentioned, mentioning writing stuff down. Do you guys utilize your notes app on your phones? Yeah, I use my notes app a lot and I use my voice, uh, memo a mm-hmm. lot. I use all that stuff, uh, pretty often. And I go back and look at the actual notes. I don't go back and listen to the audio, but I probably, probably should mm-hmm. every once in a while. Yeah, that's, I, so I was actually, um, Cause just learning like newsletter stuff, me and Josh have been like doing a lot of zoom calls. Um, mm-hmm. and I just had to ask him, I'm like, Hey, like, how do you keep track of things? And how do you, you know, for social media, mm-hmm. um, we, we always share stuff about social media and he was like, I actually just use my notes app. And then like, so he showed me what he does and I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh. Like, of course, of all people, Josh is going to be the one that has his shit together when it comes to that. But Daily discipline. Yeah. <laughs> I love Josh. He's the best. So Dude, yeah, um, I, I was already using my notes app for all my social media posting and stuff like that for the podcast. Mm-hmm. But he was showing me like, oh, you can create folders and folders inside the folders. And then within each folder, you can have different like levels. And I'm like, oh, you know, you can share them, too. So like, we yes, could, we could have all three of yep. us could have a shared uh, notes. notes section. Mm-hmm. And it get uh, it'll get updated anytime anyone types in it. Yeah, it's wild. So for it's all like, kinds of weird shit you can do on there. Yeah. yeah, for some of the links for the podcast, I'm actually uh, going to talk to Jess about that with like promoting stuff and just like hey, every time. Oh yeah, we have here's, a new one. here's my notes. I mean, look, it just kind of goes on forever. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing though. And like, this is I'm, still like you can get lost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can get lost. There's in notes it. from like five years ago in there. So I yeah, you got to break it down by year and then month <laughs> and all that good yeah. stuff. But yeah, I think uh, if you're not using your notes app in your iPhone, you're totally, you're, you're missing out. If you're not using an iPhone, you're missing out. We had one guy that commented saying that Androids were way better than iPhones, but he put an I space phone. Yeah. So I'm like, your, your Android didn't do it correctly. Go it pro- burn in a ditch. It, well, it probably caught fire. <laughs> <laughs> I have stuff from, uh, I, I was just looking at this. This is wild. I didn't even know it like went back this far. How far back? I got stuff from 2013. Boy! Let's see how far, if it goes back any further than that. That's sick. Yeah, let's do it. Well, I didn't game. even know, because like, my, I don't know, I switched phones a couple times and just... Oh, yeah, it keeps it all, man. Yeah, I have, I was checking notes. I have notes from <gasps> Hustle Mania days. I have notes from 2012, The Lord's Prayer, Sweatshop Union. 
What a sweatshop union. <laughs> oh, <no>. What? <laughs> That's weird. Who knows? Um, Hopefully you didn't just out yourself. <laughs> Sorry, Nike. Um, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah, that's uh, we, wow, we, we went on, we went on a road yeah, here. That's Anything what, interesting, that's what this Mark? podcast is. Yeah, this is mind boggling. <laughs> <laughs> it's got stuff about super training dot TV on here. Nice. Oh, wow. That's how old it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, cool. We have a lot more stuff that we so want to mention, shit. but what do we want to go on next? Ah, it doesn't matter. But oh, that, you know, we, real quick, as... since we were on the, 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 you know, you were talking about your back and we were talking about recovery mm-hmm. stuff. I have mentioned this quite a bit, but I do think that some of you may want to dip your toes in the water or the lake of stretching Mm. just a bit. You don't have to do anything crazy. You don't have to stretch for 45 minutes. You don't have to do uncomfortable positions and you don't have to go even into positions that are painful. You don't want to feel any pain, but just getting to the habit of doing maybe 10 minutes, five minutes, Mm. you know, Hopping into a a, a a squat for two minutes, maybe, mm-hmm. right? We we were doing that 10-minute squat for a while. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of routines on my YouTube channel that range anywhere from 10 to 55 minutes. So choosing one and just trying it out and doing what you can, doing that a few times a week, your body, your body might feel better. And I'm just saying that because there are a lot of comments. There are a lot of people that have sent me messages of how their bodies have changed, how they feel much better before they hit the gym. I don't like nowadays, I don't feel like I have to warm up before working out anymore. My body feels good pretty much all the time. Wasn't in the case of the past. And I can personally directly say that that is linked to stretching often. Immediate feedback that you get from stretching is that it does feel pretty good. I mean, sometimes you're, you're stretching something uh, that might be tight and it might be kind of a strenuous type of stretch, but think about just even just stretching down towards your toes. I mean, it's like, does that, I mean, normally that just feels pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess maybe you were really sore or something. It wouldn't feel great. Um, you see people stretch their arms and stretch their uh, bodies just here and there randomly throughout the day. Somebody will like just stretch their arm like in a doorway or, um, and I don't think people are even really consciously thinking about it. Um, you know, in the morning when you wake up, you kind of do that little like cat stretch type thing where mm-hmm. you, you, you stretch out a little bit. But I think that, um, I think that, you know, just getting in the discipline of, of doing something, once you get the feedback that's positive, and if your body starts to feel better, I think you might be headed in the right direction. And that happens with your nutrition, that happens with your lifting, that happens with everything. So um, I, I need to stretch. I, I was actually thinking about it last night. I, I did a couple stretches before I went to bed, and I was like, I need to just, this This just needs to be part of a routine. I just need to do this before, you know, before I go to bed. Like, why not just do three or four stretches like just leave it at that it doesn't have to be any more than that and if i get involved and get into more of it then that would be fine but um what i've noticed too with with lifting especially is that i have to be so at, at this point it doesn't matter as much anymore but i used to have to be a little more cautious with even allowing myself to add anything on you know think about if you were programming for me mm-hmm. And I was doing, let's say I'm doing jujitsu and I'm lifting and, um, I came back to you and I was like, yeah, man, first couple, you know, first two weeks I was pretty excited. So, uh, you know, on the days you had me doing, uh, pull-ups, I threw in like three extra sets and on the days you had me 
um, bench and I threw in a couple extra sets and I, and I threw in an extra squat day cause I, everything was feeling really good. Yeah. Um, you're, you're thinking like, you know, the guy you're thinking Mark doesn't really know, like the wheels are going to fall off here at some point. Like mm-hmm. it's cool that he's got more energy. It's cool. He's excited. Um, but he's only doing jujitsu like twice a week right now. And once he moves to three, like he's going to be like toast. And so a lot of times we don't feel stuff until down the road a little bit, or we don't really notice how, how much something is going to pull away from something else. So if you're going to try a new discipline, keep it, keep it to something short and sweet for as long as you can Mm -hmm. before you get excited about, you know, trying 17 other things, because once you do that, the example of stretching, um, you know, now I'm going to bed, you know, instead of going to bed at, uh, you know, nine 30, now I'm going to bed at 10 and then I get more excited and more into it. Now I'm going to bed at 10 30. And then how is cutting into my sleep beneficial? Like it's not great. Right. So keep it short and sweet, keep it to that allotted time. And then if you want to expand at some point, have it be incremental like you would do with your lifting. But real quick on that thing that you just mentioned, uh, try, I actually wrote that down stretching before sleep. Um, a lot of people have messaged me about it. I noticed the difference in the ease of David falling Goggins, asleep. Right? Oh, I didn't even know that he does that before yeah. he goes to sleep. But like, I noticed that I fall asleep much quicker. If I stretch before bed, it calms my body down. Mm-hmm. It calms me down. and maybe just kind of KO. So that's, that's, and I think I, I, you said when you stretch, you don't normally listen to music or you're not normally doing anything else. No, not really. I, like there will be some nights if I'm watching a show or whatever, I'll have the show on or whatever while, be, while I'm stretching before I go to bed. But usually, usually I'm just stretching. Yeah. And there's no, I don't think there is a problem if you are watching something or whatever. If, um, especially if like, you know, Andrew's talked about this before with, I think you read high performance habits, um, or not high performance habits. One of your habits. Yeah, it was like, uh, peak. Oh my gosh. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, just pair something that maybe you don't like doing that much or something mm-hmm. that you, uh, you know, you're getting yourself used to doing. So like stretching with watching a, a Netflix show. Or, right, or whatever, I'm going to you know. I'm going to do this. I'm going to stretch until the end of the month. I'll start, <gasps> I'll start tonight and I'll go to the 31st oh, wow. and I'll just see what the hell happens. Sick. Why not? Right. Why not? Maybe you can offer up three or four stretches that I can do that way. Okay. I got something to go actually yeah. Yeah, go off of. Yeah. Okay. I, yep, yep, yep. Let's there do it. I'll share, I'll share it in a note with you. Mm. Oh, hey now. Hey now. And then we'll share that on our newsletter. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, bam. Sick. Everybody knows I need to stretch, right? Look, <laughs> look at me. Okay. I'm all stuck together over here. And then let me know how some of these movements feel. Guys, if if you guys, you know, need some routines, I again, those Smooth Panther routines are follow-along videos your on YouTube. YouTube channel? It's my name, in Sima and Yang. Oh, there you but go. the Smooth Panther videos are legit in a playlist, and they're 30, they're like 30. How smooth is this panther? Super Never mind. Smooth. <laughs> Silky smooth. We're not doing any freaky things with animals, though. We're not that kind of people. Mm. No, we don't like penguins. But maybe. Maybe. What about before you, uh, like, lift? Is there anything you do before you lift to get you more prepared for lifting? Is there anything that you do before jujitsu to get you more prepared for it? Any <laughs> any routine, any little secret, any little tip? Is it, like, yeah. even just getting fired up and, like, listening to a song or anything like that? <laughs> I mean, you're not that kind so, of person, really, but... No, like, before jujitsu, there is uh, there's three songs that I will typically play on my drive there that kind of just get me ready for combat mm-hmm. um so like oddly enough yeah there are three songs i put on always uh and they help me just kind of get in the zone it's it's just part of that ritual um 
Now, as far as like What's that Karate Kid song, you're the best around or whatever. You're the best. Uh, no. Right. Okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll find the names of the other songs, but oddly enough, <laughs> okay, <man. laughs> um, uh, if any of you guys watched the Mandalorian, yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you remember um, the the song that was playing when I don't want to ruin the ending, but a certain individual in the last episode came and uh, he he like someone no one expected. He did his thing and saved the day. There is that that song. I was playing as he was messing up all those droids. Gets you fired up. That shit gets me so fired That's up, bro. Great. It gets me so. It, it is just an instrumental, but it gets yeah. me so fired up. Um, there's. I also, like instrumental sometimes. Yeah, they're pretty dope. If they're the right ones, they hit right. Mm-hmm. Right. There's also uh, the song called "Renin" from Creed, uh, from the Creed Two movie. So that's a sick one. Man, Delorean. <laughs> Elon Musk. That actually makes a lot of sense. It's just all I could think of. Yeah, because right I've never seen the show. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's a song from the the Creed movie. It's called Running, so I listen to that too. Um, but yeah, in terms of actual stuff that people really care about, movements uh, for because of, because of jujitsu, there's this uh, terminal knee extension. That's the mm-hmm. one movement that I make sure to always do. That I do some um, terminal knee extension, a TKE. Basically, you put a band behind your knee. Yeah. Um, and you have it to something, you, you tie the band off to something stationary mm-hmm. and you basically, you can look it up. I mean, that would probably be your best bet, but you just kind of move your knee forwards and backwards and get like a knee pump, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of that. I do rear delt work, um, or just face pulls with a band too, just to warm up my rear delts because especially with the jujitsu, there's a lot that goes on with your knees and shoulders. Uh, and I do that before lifting too. Those are two specific movements that I absolutely make sure to do to warm up those, like those parts of my body. Um, and then also what is, what is, oh, I yeah. forgot what it's called, but I still do that to this day. Um, RPR. RPR. I do, I do those RPR yeah. techniques um, because I think they they're pretty beneficial. They feel, they feel good. Um, so yeah, I don't do any specific stretching right before lifting anymore because I'll, I would have stretched some other time during the day right. and my body already feels pretty good. Um, but yeah, usually I do kind of like what you do when I, I, I use certain movements to warm up. So right. I'll, I'll do some pull-ups. I'll go into my workout and just do lighter loads of that movement. Then I'll move into the heavier loads. And that's, that, that's what I do now. I really think these things are like preparatory. So like whether they actually do anything or not, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how much significance the actual movement has, you mm-hmm. know, but it could be whatever movement for you. He's talking about TKEs. I don't think it'd make any difference if you did a step up instead, you know, or yeah. just, some, just something. Each individual might have their own thing that they like to do. I see a lot of people doing like uh, curls when they start their workout or they warm mm-hmm. up their arms or whatever you got to do, whatever way uh, makes you feel good. But I think it's an opportunity to do what I like to call like an evaluation of your body. You know, if you, if you were to go to a chiropractor or you were to go to someone and say, Hey, you know, I I hurt my hip really bad or hurt my back really bad. um, They're going to evaluate your movement pattern. They're going to see how you move and how everything looks. And they're going to ask you how you feel. Well, you should be asking yourself how you feel when you go to the gym and you start to move around for the day. If you had an upper body workout planned and you go to do some uh, tricep pushdowns with a rope, you know, why not, you know, that's a great thing to start with. Like, Hey, let's see if the elbows are like, how are they feeling today? Yeah. You know, how do they feel? And, uh, if you go to do a set and you're like, Ooh, like that's not great. Well, maybe you warm up a little bit more, or maybe it's not in the cards for you for that particular day to go as heavy as you wanted or 
you have to audible and do something slightly different. Maybe a barbell bench press is not a great idea. Maybe instead you'll use some machines or maybe you'll do some uh, dumbbell work. You, mm -hmm. you have an opportunity to evaluate how everything is feeling. Based off of that, you can make some changes. Let's say you wanted to uh, finish your workout with a, you know, sprints on the bike or something, but you kind of realize your quad is really tight. Well, let's just, let's do something different. Do the rower, you know, do a different movement. So, you know, it gives you, gives you time to analyze how you feel, but it also gives you time to like switch into another gear and say, I'm here to exercise. I'm here to train and I'm going to, you know, give it my best shot and I'm going to put in the best effort that I can. I also think that it kind of, your body um, wakes up to stuff, you know, your body's like, okay, I know what's coming next. Cause he does this every time he mm -hmm. does these little itty bitty exercises where we move around and we pitter patter for a while. And then he talks for a while and then he's going to lift like a maniac any minute. Now it's going to happen. Like, let's get everybody ready to go. Yeah. I do think the body sort of works that way. So uh, it could be, you know, just one more reason just to take your time before you start your workout. Just how music can change your state. No, you're, you're totally right in that. Like you, like, you know, there's, there's certain songs that you play before oh, yeah. you go for a heavy bench and you're just like, <clears throat> yeah, you, yeah, it you, gets you fired it up. gets you fired up. So I, that, I totally agree with that. Yeah. T it tunes you in, you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, I was going to, there was one thing I lost it. Yeah, well, Whatever. While, while you're thinking about it, you guys are talking about music. I use music to help me with editing and stuff. Mm. Um, I like the, uh, it's called like low fi chill hip hop oh, yeah. beats or whatever. Spotify. It's, uh, or YouTube. Yeah, that works too, but I just throw it on on um, YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's the one with the uh, the girl, she's writing you know, endlessly, and then the mm -hmm. cat, and there's cat. memes all over the place. Yeah. But dude, I, I love putting that on in the background and doing pretty much, you know, anything work-related. Like, it just, it's it's important because if you know the, the song or the beat or whatever, then you're anticipating that next part that you like, and so mm -hmm. it takes you out of whatever you're doing. So getting on some music that uh, that you're not familiar with is really, really beneficial light bulb real quick Bing. and i agree with that mm -hmm. but it came to me um just how you mentioned the the book by Stuart mcgill mm -hmm. um i bought the i'm becoming a supple leopard by kelly Sturette back mm -hmm. in like 2012 and that book is the book that got me into mobility mm -hmm. um there is like i still do a lot of the stuff from that book there was a time that i was doing a lot of the stuff before working out because i was so tight but i don't need to do that as much but from the knowledge of that book, I've been able to, like, when I feel something, I'm like, I got to work on that. And I'll, I'll do some smashing. I'll do some stuff with bands. And boom, I'm good. Have that book in your library. Just like this back book by Stuart McGill. I think that the there's a, there's a second edition of that book, too, which is awesome. But get that book in your library because it can help you self-diagnose and fix something that may be going on with you with some simple mobilizations. Mm. Yeah. Uh, more of a tip than a secret, I think. For me, I like to learn... Um, I like to learn at all different times of the day, but mainly in the morning, I noticed is when I can have the best concentration on that. And so, um, you know, more recently I've been walking a lot with my dad, which is great, but it also has kind of cut into some of that time. So mm. sometimes I have to, you know, get out there and start walking before I see him, uh, usually at six thirty or seven, or I have to, uh, just walk, you know, after or a little bit longer, you know, after he, uh, takes off or whatever, but um, try to learn that for yourself. Like try to see what feels best for you. Cause maybe, you know, maybe you'll learn better off later in the day, or maybe you feel more creative later on in the evening or whatever it might be. So that's something that, uh, has helped me a ton. And I just, uh, basically all I've ever done really with any of this kind of stuff is just, I, I will YouTube stuff that just, I, I find interesting 
And then it kind of leads me down that kind of YouTube rabbit hole where I think most people are kind of like, ah, I don't, you know, they'll go down these quote unquote rabbit holes, uh, but they maybe don't want to explore them because they don't want to be like shoved into them. I don't mind like diving into them for a while. I don't mind like, like I'll listen to stuff that's just that I get nothing from sometimes. And mm-hmm. I, it's, it sucks, but how do I know that there's not something there? You know, yeah. I need to, I need to kind of listen to it. And uh, I would really strongly urge you guys to listen to different voices. You might be so pumped to listen to David Goggins all the time or, or whomever that person is for you, but give other people a shot, give other people a chance. Cause sometimes you got to get used to their cadence. Sometimes for whatever reason you're finding them annoying, they're, they're off putting like it, it, there's a bunch of reasons on why you might not like uh, what somebody's saying. Maybe, maybe what they're saying doesn't vibe well with you, but maybe the next paragraph is going to. So mm. You got to kind of, if you're really trying to learn stuff, you, you got to hang in there and it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's annoying. It's a little bit like being in school. You know, you, you're the, what the teacher says is not always going to be exciting. I want to remind people of, uh, you mentioned what Josh Settledge does where he focuses on, focuses on an individual each month. I think that's a brilliant way of going about it, especially if you're trying to learn different things. You could get stuck just listening to one person for a long time. But if you want to get different viewpoints and learn different things, or maybe learn different ways of doing the same exact thing, some which may be actually better, try that, you know, focus on one person's content for a month and maybe go through what they've shared and then try to hit up another person's content for a while and learn about them and what they're sharing. It'll be a good way for you to broaden your aspect Mm -hmm. or broaden your ideas. Yeah, I think it was uh, Pedros Koulian Mm -hmm. where he was like, I don't. I'm not impressed when somebody is like, oh, I read 200 books this year. He's like, I'm more impressed with somebody that's read one book 200 times. Mm. It's like, cause then they're going to know exactly it, like the ins and outs of whatever the topic is mm. on that book. Yeah. And yeah, I think we are, it, it's, you know, in the, like a, a world where everything is quick, you know, TikTok videos are coming at you real fast. You're going to want to jump around, but there's definitely, um, some, some more things that you can uncover if you kind of stick with one, one creator or one content creator, or one, uh, you know, author, one topic for a little bit longer than normal. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, along the same lines of the, uh, Josh Settledge thing of studying one person. You could also think of one or two people every day that you want to try to invest a little bit more time into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my dad kind of mentioned, uh, recently, he's like, I gotta get off social media. He's like, I'm on there way too long. <laughs> He's like, I'd rather think about, you know, your uncle and your aunt, and I'd rather call them up and say hello. He's like, I like, haven't been doing that that much. And he's like, I think I just, he's like, I just comment on something that they have, but he's like, I don't know why I don't just call them. He's like, I can have a much better conversation with them. I just call them up, you know? So maybe, you know, focus in on some people that you want to put some concentration into, uh, put some time into. Maybe it's just like a buddy that you just haven't, there, we all have a bunch of people in our phone that we've been lame to that we just haven't chatted with in a while you know and they would probably love to hear from us and it'll probably spark something cool again so uh i think those things are really helpful and then also uh this is something that i try to do with my own family or i do it with my own family but um just try to figure out like what are things that we can do um together you know what's something what's jake into like what like so jake and i and and andy we watch uh, a show called um God damn it. <laughs> we watched a, uh, a show called your honor. There you go. Oh, wow. With, uh, R- Brian Cranston. Is that how you say his name? Is that his name? Or yeah. yeah. Brian from Cranston. Breaking Bad. From Breaking Bad. That show's amazing. You guys need to watch it. 
fucking dope. Your Honor mm-hmm. or Breaking Bad? Your Honor. Okay. Breaking Bad is dope too. You ever see that? Yeah, I finished a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Breaking Bad was really cool. <laughs> Your Honor, what's it on? Never HBO once. or Hulu? Uh, I don't know. Never heard of it. That's that's the, sick, the secret though. elitist channel yeah. that only Mark has access <laughs> yeah. to. It's, 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 it's an amazing show. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things like that. You know, I try to think of Quinn doesn't really care that much to like watch TV. So then I got to kind of think of something different for to do with her. And then even just relationship wise, you know, thinking of different things to do with the wifey. Um, her and I have some of our, some shows that we like, um, you know, trying to get, uh, you know, out for a date and things like that is a little bit harder nowadays, but, um, you know, making time to, to be with each other and to, to figure some of those things out. These are the, these are the things that, uh, that pop up on a day-to-day basis of like, how do you, you know, squeeze in enough time for each other. And one, uh, one great way of doing that is just to think about it, be thoughtful about it. Think about, Hey, how can I, how can I figure out how to, you know, make the situation better or to, uh, not neglect certain situations. Yeah. So it looks like showtime. There you go. Well, bam. Um, the great show. On that note, mm-hmm. if you're someone like me who has the toughest time coming up with new ideas to do with your significant other, uh, really kind of tap your friends for some cool stuff. <laughs> hey, Smokey told me about archery, and we've been really digging this wilderness archery spot over in, I don't know if it's Rockland or I forgot where it is. It's down in that direction. Um, but, you know, I, ha- I, ha- like, I suck. I am so horrible with figuring out new things to do with the lady. I, I just, I'm really bad at it. I, I try, I try, I try, and I just can't come up with shit. So tap your friends if you're someone like me. And, and Power Project fam, if you guys got some ideas, <laughs> how about you just, you know, DM the boy or, you know, post on the page on yeah. the Power Project Instagram. Just tag me. Because your boy needs help. Well, and suffering and and doing some different stuff here and there. Like it's not always going to work out great. You know, you're going to try it and one person might have loved it. And the other person might not. Um, I know many couples that have, uh, I know one guy in particular, he used to go fishing all the time and his wife was like, you know, I thought, and this is an older couple. And she's like, I thought, you know, as the kids got older that you would, you know, cut back on that and that we would spend more time together. And, uh, he's like, well, I'm not stopping. Like, he's like, I really enjoy it. I really love it. And she's like, all right, well, I'm going with you. He's like, cool. And then she started going with him. She didn't like it at first, but then she liked it a lot. Um, even my, uh, my brother-in-law had a similar situation where he likes to uh, go camping a lot. Mm -hmm. And his, as their kids got a little older, the wife and the kids. So now it's a family thing and he still goes camping, um, here and there. Uh, with some friends because he uh, he's got like a motorcycle and it's kind of a it's a whole thing with the motor mo- like a motorcycle uh, a bunch of people that like to ride motorcycles but anyway uh, he gets his family together and does a lot of stuff like that so sometimes it's just like being inclusive saying hey like you want to hit the gym with me and it's like well I don't really like the gym well maybe we should just try it because we only did it like once or twice you know uh, hey you want to come to yoga with me hey you want to come to this with me that with me and sometimes it works Sometimes it doesn't. If it doesn't work, it's it's not a big deal. At least you, uh, at least you learn more about each other. You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. How you doing with the uh, archery? Oh, I suck. Yeah, we suck. Nice. But it, it's uh, it's fun. It's hard, like, man. It, it like, but but it's so fun. Like because we're just like you know hitting a target or whatever, and 
it makes me want to get a bow. But the craziest mm-hmm. thing about archery is like you would think that like when you're, you know, going right and you're aiming at the target, you're actually aiming at the target, but you're not. <laughs> it's like you have to aim down mm. to the side away from the target and boom, it hits. It's right. so it's so mm. non-intuitive to me. Like that didn't make any sense. It made no sense. Yeah. When <laughs> but Ka- it's still when Casey had his here, dude, I was hooked on it it was so much fun mm-hmm. it made me really want like i was like searching around trying to find a bow yeah and then it just kind of faded away but but that spot is also very inexpensive yeah. so like you can go you can rent a bow for 20 minutes and rent a lane for tw- 20 minutes mm. so it ends up being like i think actually it might be even cheaper than that because i think i paid 40 dollars for an hour did you guys have an us. instructor at all or anything um the cool thing about this spot, Wilderness Archery, again, is that there was um, there was a lady there on our first day, and she's like, "Have you guys?" She was just supposed to give us our bows and let us hit the lanes. She's, like, "Have you guys ever shot before?" We we're like, "Nope." And she just gave us a quick ten minute tutorial because like it wasn't that busy. Oh, that's cool. So like, or actually maybe fifteen minutes. So we kind of got the rundown, so we didn't kill ourselves or anybody else. I think <laughs> that's something you can do with a significant other is anything that you can learn together, like where neither one of you know that much about it. I think that can be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, my wife, wifey and I have done like some baking and stuff like that together. I mean, it's simple stuff, but it's like stuff that I don't know anything about. And mm-hmm. she has, she knows a little bit about, but, um, yeah, it's fun. And like, I don't know to see how, you know, something comes out from someone else versus yourself. Like all my stuff came out like weird, <laughs> didn't, didn't look, didn't look very good, but still was, uh, still worked. Mm-hmm. But, uh. Yeah, we made like certain types of bread together and different things like that. And it's it's just different. It's fun. Like maybe it's something that you you do it once and you both are like, yeah, I kind of dig it. And maybe you want to go back and do it all the time. And or maybe like us, you, we just did it like that one time and, you know, you move on to try to figure something else out. But learning stuff together, I think is pretty neat. Yeah. You know, taking like a class or a course on something can be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was naturally much better at it than I was. So do they, are, are they uh, just like recurve bows or is it the ones that like we did used to have here where it like locks into place? I think it's a recurve bow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Damn, a that would be bow. hard. Yeah. But it, mm. it was cool. It was fun. Did, that did, shit's hard. Dude. Yeah. Did other people bring in their own bows and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's people got uh, some sophisticated shit going on, right? Yeah, man. People like, oh, I saw this guy shooting and I was just like, huh, he could Wow. That, oh, yeah. He'll wreck you. He like, would wreck me. Yeah. I, I could be running away and he's just being it's like, okay, Hawkeye, calm yeah, down. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and it was, it was, it's, it's, it's so cool. It looks, it, 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 I think that that is, it's such a fun thing to do. Like, I really was like, I want to have a bow and shoot in my backyard, but that's not the best idea yet. I could hurt someone. You get so. pretty good at, like, I, I was not like, nowhere near that but like i was confident enough to go back there and just like tell everyone in the warehouse like oh, i'm shooting like all right yeah, yeah just don't walk back here but i would nail the target from 40 yards pretty or it's not 40 yards sorry it was a 40 yard whatever yeah 40 something that's like 35 yards yeah. yeah it was i would consistently i never really like missed like the whole thing yeah like what about throwing an axe that was kind of cool too Oof. yeah not as big of a fan of that it's cool, but it's, uh, it, yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, it's cool. I don't like the fact that it could bounce back and just <laughs> clobber you. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. I am a fan of doing that in a VR though. It's fucking sick when you mm. throw an ax at, at a zombie's head. Yeah. Do you do it with the controller kind yeah. of thing? Oh yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I can't wait for you to bring that in. For I know. So I checked out, um, James, James Nestor's, uh, film. 
Oh. It's pretty sick. Uh, cool. I would like to see an updated version of it because like it was from 2016. Mm-hmm. So that's a long time in technology years. Right. So it's, you know, leaps and bounds better now. But yeah. yeah, there were times where like I had to close my eyes because uh, the motion was like getting pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And so I had to like, oh, like, nope. And then regather myself and then keep watching. Yeah. But yeah, you're look, you're underwater. You're looking around there. It's a little jarring when a fucking like whale is like coming up at you. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty sick. I got another secret. Oh, let's hear it. Mm-hmm. When you're lifting and shit doesn't feel right. Do the same weight multiple times. You know, if you're warming up mm-hmm. and you know, you started out with the bar on a bench press, move the bar around a couple times. Doesn't feel too bad. You try 95 pounds. Doesn't feel too bad. You got 135 pounds on there, you know, and your shoulders like, oh, fuck, you know, or your body just doesn't feel right. You feel weak, whatever it might be. Do that same movement, you know, do it a couple times, you know, try. Just say, all right, well, I'm going to just take my time. I'm going to do three sets of 10 of this. And sometimes it doesn't change. Sometimes nothing gets better. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might have to pick a different exercise. You might have to modify the movement a little bit. Um, But again, at least you learn like kind of what to do next. But for me, that's been really helpful. Sometimes it happens, uh, probably happens more often on squats where it takes my knees a little bit longer time to get ready. Yeah. And so I'll do a plate like two, three times. I'll do two plates two or three times. And then, and then everything feels usually okay enough from there. So that can be really helpful. Um, another thing I was thinking about is, uh, when I talked to Tom's dad yesterday about the carnivore diet and he, and him losing 60 pounds, he was able to put things into terms that, we he was able to put things into into uh, terms that we sort of talk about, but he simplified them even further just because he's not like in it the way that we are. And it was really cool. So he said, um, and this is, uh, I guess, one of my secrets is uh, like eat, <laughs> eat like a motherfucker, like eat a lot. Whenever you feel like your diet is tough or anything's hard about it, eat up, like eat a lot of fucking food, but stay within the diet, stay within the diet but eat up. And if you have to do that for two or three days, so what? Like we're playing a long game. This is not about trying to lose weight, you know, for one week or one month or whatever. We're playing a long game. And so if you overeat for a few days, it's really not a huge problem. It's not a huge deal. You'll really recalibrate. You'll go back to normal. So Tom's dad said that week one of the carnivore diet, he ate like crazy. He's like, I track calories. He's like, I pay attention to what I'm eating. And he's like, I ate like 5,000 calories a day. He's like, I was packing food away. But it was carnivore, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's still in the confines of the diet. Mm-hmm. He said week two, his appetite adjusted to what he was trying to do. And he ate a lot less. Mm. He said week three, his taste buds got used to primarily only eating meat and cutting out a lot of sweet stuff and all the other crap that you normally would, that he would normally eat. And he actually loved this, the taste of steak and eggs every single time he had it. Mm. And so the diet is building upon itself. And I think that these are things that people maybe don't notice or recognize. But, you know, week one, he just ate up because he knew the switch to only eating meat would have been difficult. And so he ate a surplus of calories. He noticed he also didn't gain weight at that time. Who the hell knows why? <laughs> there could be multiple reasons why. Uh, week two, his, uh, appetite was like back to normal. So he ate less. He started to be on the road of like losing weight. And then on the third week, his taste buds were like, Hey man, this is like, this is not only, this will not only taste good. Um, 
but this is this is really good for us. So his even his taste buds kind of got recalibrated as he was going through that process, and I found that to be uh, really fascinating. I love how he kept track of how things felt on a week to week basis. That in and of itself is something that would be not, and I'm not saying keeping track of your calories. I'm just mean keeping track of how you're feeling, yeah. keeping track of what's going on with your taste buds, your cravings. Um, because that could be something that helps you navigate those waters and figure out what you should maybe try next. That's There's what, another one that we don't talk about much, even though I don't think Enzima tracks really anything anymore. I don't track anything anymore, but I think we both did. You know, I meticulously, I was never really that into food, like tracking food. Um, although I have practiced that before. So I, had an understanding of it, but I, I did meticulously write down like what I did in workouts for mm-hmm. a long time, probably two, three years at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like, that shouldn't be like, that's something that a lot of people should be doing so that you can at least make sure you're making progress. If you, if you're trying to get stronger, if you're trying to get bigger, um, you need to make sure that you haven't been doing the same exact weight without realizing for the past eight weeks you know what I mean? You should try to be building upon that and going a little bit heavier. I think we should finish off with the secret of all secrets. What's the secret of all secrets? Wiping while standing up. Yeah, yeah. buddy. <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> nah, man. It's the, it's, it's the absolute. Jessica doesn't believe me. Things. She's like, you want to fight me right now? <laughs> Jessica. I like, no, I swear. So hold on. A, a while back, not too long ago, and Seema, you had said that your girl likes to jump scare you in the bathroom. Yeah. So if you're wiping as she does that, are you just standing there with your pants down at your ankles and she scares you as you're like, it's not like you're picturing, like he doesn't stand on top of the toilet bowl and make a big scene of it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just standing there on one hand, one hand is opening. The other hand is wiping. Mm-hmm. Like I don't get how you people just sit there. With so your, in a, I think it's, I think it's maybe, maybe because you got to kind of pry a, it open. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if you don't you have a do big booty like down. we have, mm, not, yeah, with this, not with this booty boy, not with this, but you, you really got to, you know, get into a good stance. Oh, boom. Man. But, but then you end up probably like squatting down a little bit, right? To get yeah, in yeah. there. It, it's like, so you why know, can't you just slide like sitting squat. down? No, you, you, yes. I'm not, I'm not going to take my hand and reach it underneath me while I'm sitting and wipe up to my, no, y'all so are in weird. A, in a, in a public restroom yes. where the stalls do have cracks and you can see through. <laughs> enjoy the show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, enjoy the show. Just pants down at the ankles. Just like, Hey everybody. Yes. <laughs> is there is what, what, what number one, the weird thing is that in it goes out of the stall to do it. That's, that's okay, what makes so it strange. You don't have to do that. I just like <laughs> to do that because I'm a showman, but you know, if you're, if you're over there looking through the crack of the stall, you have the problem, not me. Agreed. But I'm just, I don't maybe just being paranoid, worrying about people. We just like to be through. cleaner. You know, if, if it's okay, if you don't want to be as clean and you want to sit and do that, do your thing. I just be dirty. I that's fine with me. I don't you understand. Get up how. in there. I, I mean, I'm pretty good at getting up in there, sitting down. <laughs> well, if you say so. Especially with wipes and then that bidet. Yeah. Give myself We're going to do colonic. some forensic testing. Uh, before we end, there are the, there is one more Wait, thing I'll mention. But using a bidet, you have to sit down mm-hmm. to technically wipe. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, well, I don't. I, yeah. Well, with the bidet, I just don't wipe at all. Yeah. That takes care of everything. <sighs> okay. So if you have a bidet, then you'd say, I don't have a bidet. So we're talking about the majority of the population that's bidet-less. Bidet-less. 
people in other countries <laughs> you listen. ass bitches. Bedayless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead. You know nah. what I'm saying? Well, well, you know what? I think since we, we all probably have more secrets, we can save this for another episode. And we just be the secret part two <laughs> on another day. Could be a documentary. Could be. A, could be. You've seen The Secret. The Secret. Part two. Part two. <laughs> Not the secret number two. <laughs> uh, that works out pretty good. Yeah, I still think you're crazy for standing. That's okay. Not crazy. I just don't get it. That's all. It's all right. We all have our beliefs. Mm-hmm. Belief system. <laughs> Some people don't believe in baby wipes. That Now that's crazy to me. My friend sent me an article a few months back and he was like read this man this is important and it was about how this butt doctor apparently said that if you're wiping your butt with baby wipes you're getting rid of bacteria that's um, beneficial for the anus and i was yeah. just like nah bro you just want people to come in with diseases so that you have work yeah like you just don't want us to be clean so we have to come to you that makes no sense i don't think it's like they're not antibacterial or whatever are they i mean it's not like no. not like you're wiping your ass with an alcohol swab or I mean, uh, there were probably chlor- Clorex wipe. Yeah, I think yeah. there would be something to be said about like literal like baby wipes for your baby if that was the case, right? Because mm-hmm. they probably need you know all of the bacteria yeah, right. to to grow right. and all that weird stuff. It is a wet wipe. Like what? I just want to get all of the doo doo mm-hmm. off. And if you're telling me not to, you're weird. Hey, bro, I figured out what your medical problem is. Your <laughs> asshole's way too clean. <laughs> Like, is that a real diagnosis? <laughs> right? Like, Seriously, that's what the You don't have say. enough spores growing out of your butthole. Yeah. You know? I'm going to send it to both of you guys. If you guys ever want to just read something, I'm going to send it to both of you. I hate these fucking people, too, about clogging up the sewer system and shit. I don't care about that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? But buy flushable wipes, guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they should all be flushable. The, the, right? the they ones, should, it should be outlawed to yeah. not make them that way. Yeah, yeah. The ones here, they have like a, uh, like a picture of like a plumber. He has like a, a pipe wrench and it's like plumber approved or something like that. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys noticed, but that plumber looks like Jose Canseco. Is that what? <laughs> he's he like, like holding hat. like a bat. He looks exactly like a bat and he is wearing a hat and it looks like an old school A's hmm. like logo almost. Oh, the football player. Interesting. Yeah. I'm joking. Baseball yeah. player. He played for the, the Canadian Supersonics. Hey, he's a handsome man. Looks like he's had a little bit of plastic, but I could no. be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he would be fantastic for this show. It makes so much sense to have him on. Okay, then we really got to cut that clip. Why? Because I just dissed Jose Conseco's face, and if we want him on the show, I don't want him thinking that. Oh, I, no. It's, I think it's okay. Uh, he probably won't even hear this part, or he will. Who knows? Wow. If you guys want to send us to Jose and maybe have him come on the show. That'd He's be the one who uh, broke everything wide open. Mm-hmm. He's the one who broke all the steroid stuff. Uh, yeah, wide open. Yeah. Back in the day. Like all the uh, baseball scandal and all Mark that. Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. All that uh, stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Fun show. We out of here? I think so. All right. Take us on out of here, buddy. I will. Again, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for checking out today's show. Thank you, everybody that was on the live chat. I uh, really appreciate you guys checking in. Um, Hopefully you have the uh, the bell notifications on. I know sometimes that gets weird, so I still appreciate you guys being here. Um, we talked about a, a little teaser for the newsletter. If you guys haven't done so, please subscribe to that. Link's down in the description. And then as well as the uh, link for the free Element Electrolyte Recharge Pack. Uh, it's just $5 shipping. You get eight samples. 
There's no reason why you shouldn't do it. You should go hop over there right meow. Uh, again, that's drinklmnt.com slash power project. Please follow the, po- the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram at MB Power Project on Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z. And Seema, where are you at? You know, seeing you do this makes me think we need some like element. Are they called carachas? Uh, I don't know. The, the what things are they that called? you shake. Maracas, right? Maracas. Yeah. We need some element maracas. Like, It'd be yeah. sick, and then you can kind of twist it, and the top like is like a salt shaker. Yeah, shake, 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 pour shake, it all shake, over your nipples. Shake, shake, shake. Hey, oh, what? whoa! Huh? Maybe some baby oil and <laughs> boy, what? Like baby oil know. and salt that and might salt? get a little gritty. Sounds hot. And Sima Yang on Instagram <laughs> and YouTube, and at Sima Yin Yang on Twitter. Mark at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch you guys later. Bye.